Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Voltron Legendary Defender, Star Wars The Force of Evil, and Ruby. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stovall. Hey, y'all. Justin Cummings. Yo, yo, yo. And Jeff Anderson. Howdy. Today, Delaney, Jeff, Justin, Jeff, and I will be concluding our Voltron coverage and uh, discussing the... Voltron Legendary Defender Season 2 coverage discussing the very important season finale and then going over the season as a whole. A lot of very big plot revelations to get to. A few plot revelations to get to, at at least. Um, And we'll discuss it all. We just watched, uh, what is it called? Blackout? The uh, I guess the ship blacks out. A bunch of ships ever. Anyway, um, Voltron. Voltron blacks out. I guess. Anyway, black, the, the people black out. Every, it's, everything. Blacks Everyone out. blacks out. Everyone blacks out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've we've been covering uh, all of the season two at a time, but here we're just discussing the finale and then the season as a whole. You can check out all of our coverage at overlyanimated.com or search for the Overly Animated Podcast on iTunes, your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we just watched this. Spoilers for all of season two and season ones of Voltron: Legendary Defender. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So. Um, Let's, uh, we'll get into react. Uh, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, big plot revelations. You got to start at the top. Um, rip and talk. <laughs> rip and rip. talk. <laughs> rip, rip and talk. Uh, gone too soon. I didn't really even know his name. Uh, but that's his name. So, uh, reactions. Uh, and then we'll get into a bigger analysis. Delaney. Okay. Um, well, definitely in comparison to last season, which we'll talk about more, this finale was awesome, epic. Like, gorgeous it was amazing to watch it was fast paced um i cried a little bit because i thought allura died for like solid three minutes and that's not okay um allura was being amazing which is like was you know one of my requirements for the season and thank you we got to it in like the last three episodes of the series oh season i should say um i just loved it um just everything going on with it i have some really fun thoughts about the ending I just all of it. I just loved it. I think it's the best episode of the season. Um, like I know it's not necessarily self-contained, but I just really loved how they started it off right. You know, it's coming out of the wormhole. Like I just everything in the episode just is amazing, and I really enjoyed it. Nice, uh, Jeff. Reactions. So you can I, I, like analyze this all I want, and like and like really dive into it. But at the end of the day, it really just had made me have this really silly grin on my face in the last you know third of the, of the whole episode and so just that in my book is just a win just an episode that's like oh my gosh that is so cool so cool yeah I, I agree that's if voltron's doing that then it's accomplishing its main goal yeah uh justin reactions this was a cool episode i mean yeah like i enjoyed this one a lot it was really fun it was really fast paced and it felt a lot like, you know, a fitting end to the arc because frequently with shows like this, the ending's not going to be self-contained. It's going to definitely be a big chunk of a battle. Like most of the episodes should be dedicated to that battle. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a very good battle. I love the cutting back and forth. I agree with Delaney. I almost, I almost cried. My jaw dropped when I thought Alora was dead. I'm, so glad she wasn't, but yeah, Rip and Talk, we never even saw his face. Rip. Uh, that, I think that's up there in the pantheon of most pointless character deaths ever. Like, <laughs> of course. Oh my it didn't shit. even it, like occur to me, like, wait, oh yeah, he died, huh, okay. 
uh, he couldn't. I didn't know they had. I'm like, I knew they had names, but I didn't know what they were. <laughs> He's just such an. Uh, okay, anyway, that was a big miscalculation. But I think this finale was very good. Um, it, it got uh, a lot of epic fight CGI animation in the first two thirds, and then um, I was like, okay, this is pretty good. But then it kind of wowed in the last third. I agree. Um, a lot of different, really interesting plot things happening. Um, just a really great sequence with apparently question mark killing of. Uh, of Zarkon, we'll talk about that. Um, we I did something with Shiro again at the end, which is like okay, another Shiro thing. <laughs> I kind of called that, but yeah, it's uh my biggest thing though, and probably my favorite scene of this entire. Okay, it, it, it's hard to compare it to a fight scene, but I think the best scene the series has had, maybe at least for me and my connection to the characters, is the standoff between Allura and Hagar, and um, uh, the revelation that Hagar is Altaian is uh yes. i think my favorite thing the show has done ever like i re- like i love that so much like hagar's now clearly the hagar might be my favorite character now like um I've, it's been mm-hmm. growing this whole season this is such a perfect revelation it's such a great place to take this mythology we haven't explored the consequences at all but it's just it felt so good especially last podcast i honestly didn't know i like I, last podcast i was like is is hagar you know is, whatever their uh, is yeah is she is she their race and it's like uh yeah we don't know but um that was it, it's perfect whenever you ask a question and then it's answered it's like so perfectly timed um i just love the consequences of this and how it relates to allura and how it's, it relates to hagar and the possibilities and then allura has her um deo ex ang moment and uh apparently has uh, magic powers too um the wikipedia description says that she can control contest quintessence which i'm not sure is what they're specifically they're going for but at the very least she has some sort of uh can control hagar's magic type powers which well I, it is quintessence like we know that we know that's what hagar manipulates like we i guess know that's so, what right? they do. she's definitely shooting quintessence i assume she's able to magic other types of things but well it's kind of like well it's like dark like there's like her dark magic it's like dark quintessence and they then like, yeah they didn't really say the word quintessence this whole season until now <laughs> it's a little weird uh well yeah it's weird I mean, granted, they talked about it kind of a lot. Like, they did it in season, season one, yeah. But uh, I was—I did not really remember. Quintessence if, is to Voltron as semblances are to Ruby. Anyway, um, uh, I, I think Quintessence is slightly more explained. <laughs> I don't—I didn't remember it, but um, <laughs> I really loved this. Uh, this uh, Allura uh, can control magic revelation. Long time coming. Um, it really alerted nothing until two uh, two episodes ago and uh this is her actually in action and it was great and um this is a great moment to give her this power she beats stuff up like yeah. yes yeah uh so everyone's predicting zarkon dies zarkon um kind of doesn't die <laughs> he's, he's uh he's on his deathbed i read that's how the creators described it in an interview in entertainment weekly that i just read that would imply he will die but a deathbed could recover from i guess i don't know uh, it almost looks like um you know how they, they are very proficient at taking people and putting them in machines you know like all this <laughs> very things. revenge like, of the sith it looks like he's like they're sucking up his quintessence into that crystal high above his head yeah, is is this like uh, we're uploading his consciousness to the to the cloud? Is that what we're doing? When they're like immediately like summon Prince Lotar, so it's like oh, we're just gonna have a new bad. Okay, right. So Prince Lotar, um, Justin, uh, do you know about Prince Lotar? I do not. Okay, well, I can, I, I can, yeah, I can actually give the background. So Prince Lotar apparently is from the original series, and uh, they, oh. yeah, again, in this uh, in this interview I just read with Joaquin and Lauren, um, they say they really wanted to do things with Prince Lotar. This was this interesting character, uh, son of uh, Zarkon from the uh, the original series, and he's kind of this. He's not like Zarkon. He's his own thing, and uh, yeah. So 
That could be Man, pretty interesting. more interesting villain. Yeah, maybe. Yes, I Jeff? mean, we. I was hoping they were going to go in their own direction and make it its own thing, but if they're still paralleling the other show, oh well. I mean, yeah, we'll see what they do. You know, I it's it, like I think uh, giving ha- making Hagar Altains their own direction. I believe I don't think that they had um, really any. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe that was from the original series. I don't know, but um, they they talked about this in the interview how they're just giving depth to these villains that didn't have depth in the original well, show. So. Like I mean, like I would imagine it's like it's very hard for me to imagine a like you know very much like Transformers Power Rangers esque show from the eighties like having any sort of like plot depth that this that right well, so we'll has. see yeah. we'll see what they do with prince lotar could be interesting um last another major thing shiro is missing he's not missing he's gone he got absorbed by what do you mean he's, yeah, what do you mean he's it's gone his quintessence. he became pure quintessence and that's what powered the sword that's my theory i'm sticking to it what do you mean he's, he's gone you can't just say he's, he's just, gone so he jedi ghosted yeah he's dead like bah no bah. you saw in the uh when they were all artistic and all the characters were like yeah. cartoony he, that was he so went cool. all the way. He's a drawing now. <laughs> exactly. Like oh, is just... he is he the SpongeBob, the guy SpongeBob draws? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I will say if you have definitive notions of this, Joaquin and Lauren in the interview are very vague. Um they say it's supposed to not be clear what's happening here. Well, duh, I would assume so right. when you open it and it's like he's gone. Right. <laughs> um yeah, I have to imagine there's a zero percent chance Shiro's dead. He found an onboard bathroom in the lion, and he'll he'll be right back. Not because of what happened in the episode. Um, I have no read on that. Just because I don't think this sh- I don't think the show is going to kill Shiro. Like I that's know. fair. Yeah, but my thing is like I mean that's the only like conclusion I can come to other than something that's just ridiculous that makes absolutely no sense. Which is honestly like that's a fair thing that could happen. It's just like you know it would where, where make do you sense. think where do you think he's uploaded to to the lion. Well, it's not upload. Well, that is a thing. I do think maybe he like merged consciousness. Conscious. I can't say that word. Consciousnesses. Consciousnesses. Yeah, yeah that's hard to say that plural. Consciousness. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. So merged, and then like that. I I considered that also. Like that would make sense. You know, considering how much we've been doing. Like you know, you know, the bond with the lion, or which I think this is what it is. Which I'm like I'm fine being wrong, but this just made sense to me watching the episode. Is that when he. Um, like you put in the Bayard and it's kind of like, you know, the black lion's the leader, the black paladin's the leader, you know, like, you know, this ultimate sacrifice thing. And so like, it's pure quintessence in the weapon. And we know Voltron's made of pure quintessence, but also like that sacrifice, like maybe it's Shiro's quintessence. Cause as far as, you know, I understand, I understand. So that's, what, so that's what's powered life. the final move basically. Yeah. So he like sacrificed himself. It's like yeah. his, his quintessence became, is what powered the sword, Yeah. which I'm glad they said it was quintessence. Cause at first I was like, is it a fire sword? And I was like, oh, it's quintessence, which is like basically no, d- still fire sword. Dude, it was a fire sword. <laughs> it was a fire sword. But, um, but not, yeah, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I think that would make sense within the episode. Um, narratively, uh, don't understand what the point of like right. Shiro missing. Oh, and then he ends up being dead at the beginning of next season. I don't understand how that would work. Like, like becoming the lion. If, like if Shiro's g- if Shiro's going to make this big sacrifice, then it's going to be a big emotional thing at the time, and it really wasn't because we didn't know what was happening. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I mean, I, I do think the it stakes would have been impossible to explain it that way, though. Too. Well, yeah, how, they like, could have. They could. The and... Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to make it suspenseful like that and unexplained, they could have tried to insert something earlier. Um. Yeah, it just didn't seem like it. Had, this this zero missing had stakes for me because I had like, narr- yeah, narratively. This well, I had sense. it spoiled for me. That was the thing that had been spoiled for me. Okay, yeah. I knew he was going to be missing at the end of the episode. So, yeah. uh, Jeff, what's your take on this? Um, I, I don't know. I I think I really don't know. 
don't, I don't think there's much use in speculating. Yeah. Well, what do you think of how it was handled in the episode? Oh, how it was handled? Um, it was good. I, I, I like cliffhangers, and it was it was it was a good cliffhanger. It's like, where is he? Um, like I said, it's super vague, so it leaves a lot of interpretation open, and and that's fun to do. Um, it's also fun to get answers. So I'll wait till next season. Justin, thoughts on it? Shiro is now the consciousness of the Black Lion. Alora becomes the new Black Lion Paladin. We get Alora Lion Shiro relationship blossom, and it's almost as bad as Supergirl and Comet the Super Horse. I'll buy that. I'll buy all that. So Justin's been really intent on getting Alora into a lion. Um, no, well, if this how if this is how it would happen though, like if like one, I want Alora in a lion, but you know, Shiro was very insistent that Keith becomes the leader. Granted, that also doesn't make sense to me because like Keith has such a strong bond of the red lion but whatever but i would think more keith becomes paladin of the black lion and oh yeah i forgot to mention that last podcast that was the other reason shiro might have died is because they kept saying yeah they kept having shiro say that yeah and then alora becomes the red lion's paladin um because keith would get promoted to black and keith would enter and yeah i would assume that's how it works unless you can granted the red ranger leads like the power rangers so the red lion but the thing is like it's tint like i the black lion's the leader so but in the original show the red lion was i don't think there was a black lion so if they want to echo the look of the original voltron they could switch it up i think we're starting to make more sense to me in terms of how we would do a uh, shiro doesn't immediately come back to life arc um so just narrative purpose, what is the point of Shiro disappearing? So you get uh, a lure into a line, you get to pay off the Keith Le- leader thing, you get Who to else be in a lion. You get to have um you get to have uh Shiro communicate. Uh, you get to have Shiro become some sort of Yoda force um yes. and like communicate through the mental realm that they explored this season with the pilot of the Black Lion, whether that be Keith or Allura, but either one would be meaningful. Um and uh, Shira would still get to have some form in the series, potentially get revived later. But that w- that I think that would make sense as a direction to go. That seems to be an appealing narrative direction to take. And we've uh, been promoting Keith so much. Literally, this whole season is like we're going to yeah. make Keith a person, and then we're going to make Keith a pretty cool person, and we're going to make him the leader. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. Or, so I, yes, ooh, Jeff. he could be like, uh, like, um, like Justin said, he's absorbed, but he's absorbed into all of them, and so he each line has like a split personality of him. And then when they Ooh. form Voltron, he's like whole. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe he only uh, can communicate with them when they form Voltron too. Maybe That'd be that really could be cool. it. Yeah, um, Shiro is Voltron. So yeah, I think I think I can guarantee Shiro will not just be dead and off the series now. That doesn't make sense. Um, I do think this. Well, he can still be dead, but then like, well, like completely gone a... from the series. I'm saying that doesn't well, yeah. make any narrative sense. But having Shiro be um, some some sort of leader in the, especially because they explored this spirit. Just maybe this... a quintessence ghost. It's the Force. It's fine. Yeah, especially so... especially because they explored this psychological realm this season. I do think that yeah. is something that could happen. I, I think I'd be in favor of putting um not I'd prefer Allura to be the black lion and be leader, but I think the show would be more likely to make Keith the black lion and Allura the red. Well, they've been literally shoving it in our throat the whole time, so I feel like that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, if they do that though, like I mean, they made a whole huge deal about how you must have a bond with your lion. I know, and just have him ship. Yeah, the count, so the counter argument is Keith and uh, the red lion came into play uh, last episode in a big way, um, and that's been a whole thing this season. So that really yeah, like the, the red lion just finds Keith. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't. Yeah, so on the other hand, that does that one. Or who about Keith? He's he's still the red lion, but they still form Voltron with Keith at the center, and you have this really goofy looking Voltron with a huge yeah. arm with a black lion sticking out. There. Mm, oh, I see. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Whoa, Thanks, whoa. Jeff. 
I'm no one ever does. N- nobody does. Yeah, exactly. They're on the same page. But yeah, there's a lot of possibilities here. Let's get. Uh, I want to get back to the episode. We can continue speculating. All right, J.K. Justin. And um, uh, we can. Uh, <laughs> we can yes, continue the speculation. But back to the episode. Um, the uh, so the other thing I want to talk about, a uh, major thing, is we we're all predicting by the end of last episode uh, with that uh, a ha- Hagar betrayal towards Zarkon would happen. That was our all of our all of us said yep, and it didn't. And I guess no is y'all were um, wrong. Um, that being said, the only thing I can say is I don't think this is what happened, but there's an interpretation of that last scene that popped through my head of, um, of, uh, Hagar sees, uh, Zarkon on life support. Um, and we see Hagar coming out and saying, uh, get Prince, summon Prince Lotor. So what if, uh, Hagar, uh, says, uh, I'm done with this guy, pulls the life support, kills Zarkon, and now, uh, let's deal with his son. Like, uh. I don't think that's I, what the show's saying, I but and, I, so. I think that would have been awesome, though, <laughs> if that happened. It would but. Be cool. Here's well, my, so there's this game, which I don't know if any of you heard of. It's a great party game for like six, six to ten people called Resistance, where you, it's all about lying and telling stories and trying to use logic to determine what's the truth. And the very first game I ever played, I was so sure I was right. And all the pieces were coming together, and it was so logical. And then at the end, oops, completely wrong, lost the game. I think a similar thing happened here where, like, all these little pieces, they can tell a story, and they tell the story that you already have in your head, but really... It's, it's, you, you were describing con- confirmation bias, or exactly. um, yeah, basically. Well, so, also the thing with Hagar, though, is, like, I think we had confirmation this episode that, like, she was, like, you should keep saying we have to protect our emperor, and that wasn't, like, he wasn't there, she wasn't faking it, like, I think she was, like, and also, considering she's Altaian, there's this kind of this weird, twisted loyalty with Zarkon. Yeah, so I think that, um, yes, Hagar did not betray Zarkon, but she did her own thing here. In well, the begin- she disobeyed him. She, diso- she disobeyed Zarkon. In the beginning, Hagar says, okay, we're doing my magic quintessence, and Zarkon's like, no, we're just going to take a med on. And Hagar's like, screw you, I'm going to do what I want. But it would, but she said, okay, we need to do this in order to protect Zarkon. Um, yeah. So she did, she, she, we're, we're still maybe laying the seeds here. Um, at the, the very end of the episode, she looked very troubled and concerned, like, oh, my master, I'm so sorry. Yeah, like, yeah I like, mean, certainly she's going to be troubled, yeah. Well, she, uh, it's like she couldn't, ha- she couldn't have even foreseen this outcome, like, yeah. and the so, thing is, and also the whole season, like, the armor's not ready, you can't do it, stop overpowering yourself, like, it's not just, like, obviously she gets irritated with him, like, she's this powerful, like, Altaian, like, witch or whatever, like, yeah. obviously she's going to get irritated with this, like stupid guy just like yeah i just want my toy i just want my line like shut up but like i think it's very i just i like i know you want to be right and i know you feel like it's gonna happen but hagar like hagar is gonna end up being the big villain until lotar arrives and you know maybe hagar will have more influence over lotar or whatever i assume lotar will be there right away but we'll we'll see it's not that i care about being right about this i want more for hagar's character basically well i think i think we got more and i think we're right i think yeah and i'm satisfied with the reveal of the alternate reveal here's an alternate interpretation on what's happening from uh patron and frequent commenter steve um who says uh what surprised me was with hagar was what she actually showed emotion when zarkon went down and this new prince villain we are having next week do you think perhaps hagar is the mother Something like next week, uh, mm. uh, Prince. Uh, next, uh, yeah. What uh, do you think? Ha- do you think Hagar is uh, the mother? Something like happened in the first series. So I don't know what what uh, what Steve knows about Hagar being Lotor's mother in the first series. But that um, interesting is Hagar uh, the mother of uh, Zarkon's child, who we will see next season. It's I gross. Call, <laughs> what, I call that Hagar is actually Alora's mother. 
Interesting. Um, yeah, not all Arteans are the same family. Jeez. Yeah. Um, no, but in a <laughs> this is Star Wars basic eighties <laughs> mech anime, yeah. yes, they are. Yeah, and but and if you and uh, a natural place to go to that would be uh, like she passed down her magic powers. But on uh, in this Joaquin Lauren interview, it seems like they're saying that all Altaians kind of have this quintessence power. That's, that well, that's what sense. I thought. So yeah. I wasn't like yeah. super surprised. Yeah. So. Th- Oh, well, I, I mean, I don't know. I was surprised, I guess. Well, also, like, it would make sense, like, again, I think it's gross, and I don't want this to be true, but it would make sense that Zarkon, and, like, we just still don't have a lot of explanation for the relationship between the Galra and the Altaians, like, back when, like, Zarkon and all four, Zarkon and all four were, like, friends, and Zarkon was, like, Zarkon, I can't say his name right, it's fine, was actually, you know, the Black, you know, the Black Paladin. It would make sense, though, that if he spent a lot of time in Altaia and he had, like, an Altaian wife, like, that would make sense. Um, yeah, I think this is true. I think Hagar is, um, I don't know if they know if they're like married, but I, I do think Hagar is, uh, it will be Prince Lotor's father or mother. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think that's, you know, I think that's a good way to get, uh, Hagar into this narrative and do interesting things. Like, why is she so attached to Zarkon? Like, let's explore that. Like, why is she, why did she betray her people as, uh, you know, right. as, uh, as Allura says, try like, and to- it was kind of like a secret thing also because, um, it also could have happened later, but I'm also assuming we're going to find out that, like, you know, the fact that she betrayed her people, like, she probably did have, like, an intimate role when that happened, when Altea fell, because, and even, but it was very secret because Allura doesn't know. Like, this is kind of like an Ursa Azulon kind of thing going on. <laughs> like, like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't drag Ursa's name through the mud here. Ursa is not, not at fault, but the um, comics happen, man. Yeah, there's okay. I haven't read the comics. I'm very confused. I'll defend Ursa from Comic Hate too, but, uh, she, she's fine. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think that's interesting with, um, Hagar's, Hagar's role here. What's going to happen with, so is Zarkon just going to die? Yes or no? Probably. I, I think, think he'll come back as a mech or something. I don't know. That's I, I, well, I, I, not not a huge mech, but I think she'll give him a robot body or something, mm. or at least a cyborg like it's, body. It's just his head, like the yeah. brain and the robot chef. Yeah, interesting. Um, something now, else. One more thing about Lotor, though, is like yeah. if if Hagar is his mother, that kind of opens up some cool stuff. Or him being half, you know, half Altaian and half Galra. So, hmm. like what kind of magic? Buddy, buddy with teeth. Oh yeah, Good, yeah. The, the I new... ship Keith and Prince Lotar. It's happening. Bam. <laughs> You're calling that? We don't know yeah. how old Prince Lotar is. <laughs> That's true. Hopefully yeah, he... not. I mean, I was like, he could be anything. He could be fifty. Yeah, he could be a child. He could be or... like, like you assume Zarkon is like a thousand years old, right? Who knows? <laughs> like, there's a large age range. There's here. no telling. Um, He's Keith's father. He's Keith. Oh, Ooh. Prince Lo- Prince Lotar's Keith. Yeah, we have to find. Oh, wait, Keith's. What if ha- oh, no, wait, Keith's no. mother though? What if Hagar's Keith's mother? You see, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, like- it doesn't work. But so we need to find Keith's mother. That's our new thing. Um, so one other thing that uh, Hagar does this episode is this this quintessence. They kind of call it a weapon. I thought this is just her like shooting into the space, but um, they she kind of summons something, I guess. Well, it's and it's kind of like a well. Like it seems like they kind of focus it. It's like it's in the ends like you know how like the ship has like this weird little pointy bits like in the middle of it like not the big ones but like in like where they like it's the stupid like circle they had like like they i think they call it the bridge and like yeah. and it's dumb and like they're all floating around and stuff like it's very there's like the pointy bits in like the bottom and like they focus it this so it's so, like a focus beam. this is so descriptive okay understood <laughs> um so what uh, i love though oh, when when the beam hits Voltron. Mm. He turns into a cartoon, like he turns far, far more cartoony to like yes. illustrate his soul being sucked out. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, interesting. And it's the end. Um, Allura and uh, Koran kind of interpret this as like, uh, as uh, they're developing like a Death Star, which I think is interesting. Yeah. They're like, this is this is going to suck quintessence out of planets, and they're using it on the Voltron, the Death uh, Star, which we've uh, seen it sucking quintessence too. Have we? I, did we? I think I feel like I have a memory of season one of her taking quintessence from a planet. Yeah, yeah. like in that place, okay. like that's they were using that. Like they were, they're always standing in the bridge and they're doing it. Why? So. Why did we not pay this off until now? But um, yeah. So that's yeah. So they have the Death Star too. Uh, okay. Major part of the episode we didn't talk about yet is um, Zarkon's really cool armor, guys. And uh, he oh, comes out. it is really cool armor, though. Yeah, love it. Yeah, don't in, don't insult uh, Zarek Voltron. Kind of. Yeah, uh, it's very, um, it's very it reminds me of Knights of Sidonia. Okay. I, I mentioned yeah. that before, but this yeah. reminded me of that a lot. Yeah, interesting. Um, so most of this, I'd say, like the biggest time-consuming thing happened this episode is our Zarkon uh, uh, Voltron fight, giant mech fight. Um, Jeff, what was your general thoughts on how that fight sequenced and went in the episode? I mean, it was cool to watch, but I do miss the inventiveness and intelligence they showed in the previous season episodes. Like, here it's just bang, 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 bang. So, I mean, they, they, as far as bang, bang, bang goes, it was good bang, bang. But <laughs> Okay, yeah. I don't, know we're ta- I don't know what we're talking like, about there, but yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I think it looked good. I think there's a lot of CGI. I think other fights this season have looked better. There's certainly, there's certainly a very epic scale to it. Um, but it, it was a little... Uh, uh, just kind of a uh, base level. And I don't know if we explored too much. Like the big, the big developments in the fight were different types of things you can, uh, put, put your hand into in turn and Voltron does something else. And, uh, that happened a few times. This was not the highlight of the episode for me. It was, uh, the, the, the fight with, uh, Zarkon Voltron, I would say. Agree, yeah. disagree, Delaney. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I mean, I liked the fight. I mean, I just, I'm more interested when the lions are set, like, when they're the lions and they're fighting. Like, that interests me more. Like, I was really excited, like, a lot, like, the episode before this, like, that was really cool, like, doing, or maybe, yeah, that was less of, like, when, like, that's really cool. That's the stuff I like to watch. Because they're like, oh, let's form Voltron. I'm like, okay, now we're a giant robot. I'm just going to punch things. Cool. And, like, I know that, like, all the... Delaney like, is anti-Voltron. Hot take. Like, it's just, yeah, basically. It's yeah. just, like, well, it's not, like... Obviously, giant mechs are cool and robot fights are awesome, but it's just not like those fights are a lot more interesting than we just have Voltron. And like Jeff said, they were just like slamming together. Now, it looked cool. Like, now at first I was confused because they just like, I think it was they were focusing more on Allura and like Koran or whatever they were doing. And you just saw like these little colors slamming together. And I was like, what? I don't understand. And then they did it again. Like, you actually see them. And I was like, this is stupid, but okay. I mean, the end part was really cool, like, when they, like, skewered him and, like, you know, going, like, doing that stuff. That's neat. But, yeah, just overall, like, they weren't really, like, it wasn't interesting. They weren't really doing anything new. There were definitely better fight scenes with Voltron, like, including Voltron, like, earlier in the season. Yeah. Justin, agree or disagree? I actually really like this, but I I agree with Jeff. It was very just clang, clang, choop, choop. Very just not a lot of innovation in it. Oh, it was pretty. Like it was this very was traditional pretty. mech fight. Y- you guys forget. I'm the Power Rangers kid of the group. I love like the big final Megazord battle at the end of the season, and this was that, but on a whole new level. And it was just, it, it was. I don't say cheesy, but it was just a true just mech carnage, and I loved it. 
Justin, you never let me forget that you're the Power Rangers guy. Don't worry. It's about every that. podcast. Don't worry about that. I don't forget. It's only every Voltron podcast. I haven't said it on Steven Universe also, in a while. Also, also a lot of other of them as well. Not all podcast. of them, though. Uh, yeah. By the way, the new season in Japan starts February 12th. Get hype! No, you can get hype. Um, the Wikipedia description describes uh, Zarkon's armor as um, his own row beast. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't. I didn't really see it that way, but I think the Wikipedia that's descriptions amuse me a lot. It's definitely this person's interpretation of the show. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like I look at it, I'm like, oh, you're making a lot of leaps here, yeah. buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I'm using this as my uh, notes, but um, I think I think that's an interesting take that Zarkon like made his own row beast to fight Voltron. Well, I mean, I, I was expecting that the whole time. Like we were like, since like, um, Hagar was making it. Like we're gonna put Zarkon in a Robies, and that's why we thought he was gonna die. But it was yeah. more like, but it was less like a Robies because it seemed like the Robies like literally took the person like, m- like smashed them into it, like morphed them into like they became the robot. Yeah, it's he was just times. he was just no, but he was just inside it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We didn't really merge with it, and, and, and I guess he, like the, and he designed it to to mirror all of his abilities with his Bayard. And it just yeah. looks like him. Like he's like, let's make a giant robot of me, which is yeah. a common theme for villains in Power Rangers. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so the Shiro, big Shiro moments this episode. Shiro acti- activates the wings on his thing uh, that so he cool. saw in the flashback with Voltron. Um, he gets the uh, Black Lion um, Bayard. I completely forgot about that. The whole, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. Same. There's so many things that from season one I just don't remember. I was that, like, yeah. oh right, he doesn't have a weapon. He just uses his arm. All I, the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely just forgot that. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff, what were your thoughts on these big Shiro moments? Um, I really enjoyed it, and like, it's is like it hinted is on the spectrum of mystical rather than just unexplained bad writing. Like, you know, how did he get it? Ooh, you know, it's like it's it's not like they just threw up their hands and say, oh, we'll just give him a Bayard. Like, there's a bit of um, lore and consequence to how he did this, which I think is has to do with why he's disappeared now. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, no, I, I... Really cool. Yeah, I didn't see this as random. I, th- I, I, it connect- I, like, it, I don't have a firm plot connection of what was happening, but it, like, connected thematically for me, so I was buying it, yeah. That's, 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 my, that's my take. Well, you, yeah. like, phased yeah. in it. It was, like, a mental thing. Like, it was really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Um, we have, uh, the giant Voltron fire sword. What was the other thing? Did we have like another Voltron thing? I don't know. Um, oh, we had, uh, Zarkon with his like, uh, oh, another electric whip. whip. Yeah. This is the third electric whip. I think we, we have in, uh, our show. It just happens. It's fine. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. We had, uh, the character in Steven universe, uh, that's coming up next week. And then we had, um, the, uh, yeah, the character in Ruby. So it's our third electric. And then, yeah. like, he he has our, like, Voltron deforming. That, that, that was pretty cool. Also, he, it's like, not just electric. It's, like, this really scary, like, spiky, like, spinous, like, horrific thing. Like, it made me really it, uncomfortable to watch it. reminds it. me of Ivy's sword from Soul Calibur, if anyone knows what that is. I, I do know that, actually. Ivy's sword go. is wow. very yeah. similar. Yeah, I played Soul Calibur. It okay. goes sword to whip. Yeah, like um, well, it's, it's identical to what he used in the season one finale. Okay, well, I don't remember that. So <laughs> there, there you go. Um, there was other... a season one. Oh, yes, it, it, it's his Bayard. His Bayard turned into this giant like oh, sword. Oh, yes. Yeah, did, did he use oh. it to, to deform Voltron then too, or is that new? No, it was just using it against Black Lion. Yeah, so I thought the usage was cool. Okay. Also, that um, part was really confusing because like I thought Voltron like stabbed him but then like no and i had to rewind it three times because i was like what is going on i'm so confused 
A uh, big stylistic moment that we kind of mentioned is we get this um, kind of comic book looking thing with um, all of the paladins. I don't remember the circumstance, but um, I thought it was really visually interesting when that happened. Well, it's also like kind of the callback to the 80s show. Like, you know, this very it's very Speed Racer. Like, it was really yeah. cool. Like, I loved it a lot. Like, I'm all about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And in an episode that was um, kind of this filled with this clunky CGI fight, it wasn't clunky, but it was just very CGI fight. Um this ep- uh, I think that visually stood out for me in like a refreshing way. I, I was a big fan of that. It's just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, a lo- in the beginning episode, we had uh, Voltron's soul getting sucked out, which didn't really matter. We had um, Allura. That's sad. Yeah, I guess that's sad, but it didn't do anything. Uh, we had, I mean, it did something. They quickly recovered. And we had Allura charging, shields down, charge the thing, and then we think she dies, and then that didn't really do anything. Also, um, that stylistic animation. That yep. was cool. Yes. That was like yeah. terrifying, when, um, so. when she came when when uh, when um Karen woke up and talked to her it's like are you all right she's like are like or she said something but she just moved her face and I was like oh no is she paralyzed <gasps> Oh yeah let's not do that <laughs> but yeah they could have done that um yeah I'm just uh, glad she didn't die I was like solid 3 minutes I was just like about to cry I was like this no about to cry yeah any other things from the uh the episode that stand out to you that we haven't talked about Plot uh, I'm skimming through. Oh, oh, the uh, <laughs> um, Star or Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, this this came from sort of uh, the, uh, the zooming off the ship into space on those little flyer things towards Star mm. yeah. ship. Loved it. Oh yeah, those are cool. Yeah, it's cool. That whole that whole sequence with um with Alara was the highlight. Of the oh my gosh, and she, she's a, she has a bow staff. That's awesome. That's amazing. I know, like it's so good. Like I like that's the perfect weapon for you, and that's amazing. And you're just gonna flip around and beat people up. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was very good. And and yeah, that sequence also involved fighting druids, who are the coolest thing. And um, that's true. Yeah, and what like, happened broke was... off its mask. Yeah, yeah broke off. Yeah, it's like in Kuhu. writers were like, "Oh, Dylan thinks we're not doing much with Alara. Let's fix that." Yeah, I mean, clearly they had to do something here. Like, uh, so it, she, she did literally nothing until the last three episodes. And then um, she kind of does something in 11, but really she doesn't do anything until this episode. So um, a lot of good stuff here with her, though. And she gets her her powers moment and uh, Hagarl Tan. Great, great, great. Okay, let's uh, speculate on uh, briefly on what's to come next season, and then we'll evaluate the season as a whole. We already started speculating, but... Um, so we talked about this, the possibilities with Shiro. Uh, we talked about um, kind of uh, so like what's what's the ha- what's Hagar's role? Who's our main villain next season? Because in this in the interview with um, Joaquin and Lauren, they talk about how uh, they wanted to make the Galrins, uh, I forgot that word earlier, the uh, an empire that um, uh, logically can survive even if Zarkon goes down. Um, so okay, Garin, Garin Empire is still a threat, um, seemingly. So is someone leading the Garin Empire? If so, is it Prince Lotor? Is it H- Hagar? Hagar? Or is it um, the Gar- Garin Empire is not immediately a threat and they have to deal with some internal stuff to start? Uh, I feel like it's probably that. But um, what's your what's your read, Delaney? Who's our who's our main villain now? Okay, one, I don't think they're really. I I think they're gonna have to deal with some issues just with like Sarkon, like that, like dealing with like him and like what's going on with him and like talking about things but i do think it's it's gonna be business as usual maybe like a day of mourning for zarkon but especially like the empire is so vast and like especially with like immediately summon prince lotar like they clearly have a chain of command um i do think 
especially considering Hagar Sultan, and we still don't really know like her actual relationship to Zarkon, and considering the Druids, and they describe them as Kormani, right? They're something different. They are a sect of something. They're not. They're, some, some of them might not be Galra. Like we don't really know about them. They all wear masks. We just know that Hagar Zoltan, Um, I still think like she's a Druid first and foremost, and they're kind of like a sect that's helping them. So I still think Prince Lotar is going to be in charge. Like he's going to be the big bad we're dealing with. And like he'll be he'll be running things differently. I feel like there'll be conflict with how he's running the empire, but it's not going to like. I think everyone miscalculated this. We take down Zarkon, it's over. Like no, you're not. Like that's wrong. Like you're dealing with a empire that's been in charge for millennia, and you just took down like the leader. But like it's like half the empire. Like most most of their forces are automated, and you just have like all these like indoctrinated people. So like, you still have to like save planets they have to go around and liberate more planets they need to keep building their coalition like the, the voltron has to keep building the coalition i mean yeah yeah so it definitely well, still seems kind of yes jeff did have we ever heard the word druids in the show or is that just a word we sort of made up i can't remember no they say uh, it in the show a few times okay I feel like. all right yeah they're, they're like like they're like get the druid like i think zarkon says it they're even like you know yeah, get they the say druids. Druid, yeah the the Kormani word, I they said that this episode. I didn't know if that they were talking, referring to the weapon or what. Um, like, I think they were talking to the they were talking about the druids. That's not that's a word. I, yeah, that's not a word that has a the definition for me for this mythology. But yeah, um, Jeff, who's uh, and Zarkon's also an option to this question. Who's our main villain next season? I feel like we're gonna get some interesting interpersonal like interplay between Hagar, who wants I forget his name again, Prince Lotar. Uh, who wants Prince Lothar to fulfill his role as prince and take on the throne and lead the Gorons to glory. And Lothar wants none of it. He he's fine. He was fine doing what he was doing, which was not leading. He's like and a party boy, maybe. Right? Maybe a party boy or maybe like a ranger, sort of like... Let, of let, me provi- let me provide context. Here's a quote from... Um, so Lauren says... Um, they're talking about Lotor's role in the original show, so it's not clear if this is going to apply here. But um, you say he's this, when uh, when he first shows up in Go Lion, uh, he shows up and challenges Keith to a duel, and it seems like this crazy thing. This guy having so much confidence, just coming out, not even outright attacking, saying, "Let's settle this like men." And then um, uh, Joaquim says he's definitely not his dad. The hotshot prince who shows up and he's filling in for his dad, who's on his deathbed, is just a cool character to have. So for, to me, that sounds like he's. Um, you know, he, he maybe not as much of a uh, blatant threat as Zarkon. He's not just as someone, He's just kind of more of a ridiculous type uh, Zhao type character. Hopefully, he's than, coming um, for you, Dylan. You know, rather than I hope so. Rather than uh, you, such a blatant threat or someone who's necessarily. It does, I don't know if he's gonna, how how um, interested he's going to be in, in leading the Galran Empire and stuff like that. Or like he might not even care about Voltron. Like he might just be like whatever. Right. That. Yeah, that that's my father's thing. I don't care about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, who like even for knows? Zarkon, it's not even about Voltron. He's just obsessed with the black lion. Like yeah. that clearly dissolved by the, t- you know, clearly we got like halfway through the season and like, it's not, it's not even that they wanted the ultimate weapon in Voltron because like it was proven time and time again that I mean, obviously until now that they didn't need Voltron. They conquered the universe. Also, they can keep, they keep defeating Voltron and chasing them all around. And he only cares about the Black Lion. Like, it's not even that he wants to lead Voltron. He just wants the Black Lion. There might be some uh, father's thing. Like, I need my father's approval. Or, like, his father's like, if you love me, you'll be the Black Lion. Yeah. The thing with Lotar is he's probably going just on the original series. 
uh, Lothar didn't want Voltron as much. He wanted Allura. That was his thing. Is he uh. wanted to get Princess Allura? <laughs> now, oh no. So here, yeah, Lothar is a bit of a <sighs> bit of a creepo. But here's the thing: in the American version, Voltron, Defenders of the Universe, they never explain Lothar's lineage. In the Japanese version, Go Lion, he is half Altaian. He is half Galra, half Altaian. Did you did you like research this in, during the podcast? In the meantime. Yep. Or did you, yeah. Okay. Cool. Good job, so, Justin. So the thing with Lo- so I'm curious now: it, are they going to take this element from the original Japanese that wasn't in the original American and bring it in? Because he's already half Altaian. They just didn't say it in the American yeah. show. We have all the pieces. His for, character for, design is half Altaian. He's got the little pointy yeah. ears and everything. He's purple with pointy the, ears. Come the elf ears, yeah. For reference, um, whenever Joaquin and Lauren talk about uh, the original show in uh, in interviews, they always, always refer to Go Lion and not the American. Like um, Right. Yeah, so it's. I think they're clearly taking from from the Japanese. So I hope... So I hope what? Sorry, what? So, Justin, what you're saying is that Lotar and Keith are going to have a duel, but it's going to be a duel of the heart over Dora. No, let's not do that. I hope not, but my thing is I want them to keep the um, half Altaian thing for Lotar. The Garrett of the Alert part. Well, yeah, but if if they keep the half Altaian thing for Lotar, it it creates a really interesting rift between... That's the only time I want the Allura Keith ship because then it's well he's half Galra and half human but Lothar's half Galra but half Altaian he's part of her species like where does plus it makes the whole Lothar wanting to capture Allura thing slightly better because like if you look at Wikipedia they'll talk about how he had like this Oedipus complex basically so at least he has motivation besides pretty girl bring to me no it's like this obsession with Altea yeah. And there's yeah. at least something there beyond that could be interesting. girl. Yeah. So here's what I'm in on, uh, theories we've discussed. I'm in on um, uh, Yoda Shiro um, and then uh, Keith, Black Lion, Allure, Red Lion. Mo- mo- mostly just Allure getting in the lion. Please. Um, I'm in on uh, Mommy Hagar. Um, Mommy Hagar. I'm, I'm in on uh, Mommy Hagar. I'm in on uh, Hagar being our main villain next season, although I think that's going to be ambiguous. Um like I don't know if we'll we'll have a clear one. I'm in on uh, half uh, half Altaian uh, Lotor. Um, yeah, the I don't know. I don't know what else. What else we do? Any other major theories? Well, I wonder if at the very last scene we have Hagar addressing these four guys who are all in black and red armor with augmented like arms and whatnot, things that she's done to them. I'm wondering if they're going to have more of a prominent. And recognizable role because I sort of recognize these guys, but just from like TV screens in the show. And I wonder if they're gonna actually have names and stuff, personalities. Like her royal guard or something. Exactly. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, no, I'm just I'm very invested in uh, Hagar at this point, which was a surprise to me because I don't think I cared about her at all season one. But um, I'm just invested in Allura always. I mean, sure, clearly the we can okay. Let's so let's transition into our season long discussion so I can comment on this. So I'm gonna go. Let's go around there and wrap up on Blackout and um, transition by uh, what do you think of Blackout overall? Um, and then uh, what's your is Black, what's your favorite episode of the season? And if you can do it quickly, give me your top three. Oh um, God! Let me pull yeah. the Wikipedia page. Lord. You, so we won't start with Delaney then, because yeah. she said Lord. Um, we can, we can. Uh, let, who, who's ready? Who wants to go? I'm ready. Okay, Justin. Uh, overall thoughts: Blackout. Then your top three episodes. 
all in all, I really liked Blackout. I mean, it wasn't you know, anything, you know, uh, earth shattering in the world of animation with the fight scene, but it was still good. It was a good episode, a good season finale. And I think it sets us up for a good third season. Uh, top three episodes of the season. I would say number one, uh, the third episode, the name escapes me, Delaney, you have the Wikipedia list. Sh- Shiro's Shiro's Escape. Yes. Shiro's Escape. Uh, number two, I would say, um, oh, the belly of the Weblum. And third, I would say Blade of Marmora. Okay. Um, Jeff, ready? Yeah, okay. Blackout's number one. Um, and then I think I'm going to go with, um, I don't know, I, I liked, I loved the space fight in Staying Alive, but I don't think the rest of the episode really held up as much. I don't know. Um, so Space Mall is up there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think that's yes. number three, and then Shoes Escapes number two. Okay. And uh, uh, overall, on Blackout, uh, favorite episode, right? So it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Delaney. Okay. Um, again, also same. Blackout is my number one episode. That's how I feel about Blackout. I love Blackout. It's such a good episode. Um, I, it's just a great finale. Like, I'm just so happy with it, especially since last season's finale didn't really feel like that great of a finale. So I'm like, yes, here it is. Um, for that's number one. Uh, number two, um, I think I'm going to go with... I actually really like Best Laid Plans. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. There's a lot of neat stuff going on in it. And then uh, number three has... I don't know. I, I might be might be able to switch these two. Best Laid Plans and The Blade of Marmora. Like, you know, last season I would have never would have thought that Keith would have become one of my favorite characters. Like, he's really interesting. They're doing really neat things with him. That episode is also just awesome. Like, it's just like a wicked episode. It's super cool. And then we see more of it in Best Laid Plans. Like, I just really think The Blade of Marmora are, like, the, one of the most interesting aspects of the show. Their, their blades are cool. They act really cool. Like, it's just neat. Like, I'm really digging it. So, just loving it. A wicked episode? Uh, did Kentuckians say wicked? That's a Boston term. What is that? You're confusing accents. I think. Anyway, wicked. I don't understand. That's a, I, so that's the thing a, I say. I'm confused. That's interesting. We need a <laughs> we need a language analysis here. Okay. Um. Yeah. I think black. I think blackout's good. Um. I do think it's better than the last season finale. So that's good. Um. I don't. I guess I'm not as high on it. I think that um the last third is really great. Um. The first two thirds are um fine. Uh, so my number one episode would be the, clearly you guys are rating this too low. Number one, greening the cube. No, it's the dumbest one. episode. And that's why it's not up there because even though Pidge is my fave, that episode name is so dumb. I didn't want to say it. It irritates me. Uh, stupid point. Uh, but you didn't think it was a location. Now, did you Delaney? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is a stupid point. The episode title is a reason not to. So greening the cube is my number one. My number two is staying alive, uh, purely for animation value. Um, and then I would put blackout at number three, kind of tied with Shiro's escape is what I would say. Um, no one likes space mall. Uh, I, space I mall being my upper half, bit. upper half. I, would like, say. I was, I mean, green in the cubes definitely up there for me. Like I was really thinking about it. Like obviously it's Pidge and my child. Anyone have an obvious worst episode of the season? I think, I think the strength of the season is that no episode was bad. Is what I would, I would say. Uh, yeah, I don't think anything's like really, really weak. Though I'd probably like for me, the weakest episode is probably either Escape from Beta, beta Trash, just as an overall. Like, there's all there's really good stuff in the episode, but overall, I, I just wasn't feeling it. Or um, even though Pidge is doing cute, I don't know. Like, maybe the depths are the depths are across the universe. I liked both of those episodes, and I really liked the depths, but they're not. After seeing the whole season, they're not like they're not that strong in comparison. Yeah, I think the actually depths for me, across the universe is my worst one. 
Uh, yeah, I think across the universe outside of the uh, Korean aging stuff was was not great. Yeah. Well, I really uh, liked the Keith stuff, like the Keith, the Keith and Shiro, like what their yeah. interactions were great. Obviously, what happened in the episode wasn't necessarily the most interesting, like the weird yeah. reptile cats. But yeah, and I'd like to say Escape from Beta Traz would probably be my number five. So I'd go. I did quite like that episode. So I'd go Shiro's Escape Four, Escape Escape from Beta Traz Five, and probably like Mall Six. I wasn't um, there to talk about Beta Traz. I love the Yupper so so much. Yeah, no, we 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 definitely love the Yupper. Yeah, big big very yep. big on our Yupper. Yep. That's yep. Justin. That's Justin's spirit animal because that's he's the yes man. So I am not um, a yes man. Yeah, you're not really a yes man. You just make uh, annoying points. So it's not really a yes man. No, I also make annoying sounds. Um, Thank you for the clarification, Justin. True. Um, yep. So, uh, OK, overall. Um, uh, so let's OK, let's do this. So we're on the horn. Evaluate season two as a whole. Did you enjoy it? Um, and then um, uh within the context of um vulture uh, within the context of like other shows you watch is it good how good is the season compared to like other animation if you watch and then is it better or worse than season one that's what i'm interested in okay so delaney take this first okay so i love this season i just i you know like you said like there really isn't a bad episode like they're all like like i don't i wouldn't even put any of them really at decent like you know i said across the universe and the depths in comparison to the rest of the season aren't the best but like they're not I, they're good episodes like i enjoyed them a lot and you know even space mall which you're like oh it's like kind of a dumb episode like no that's like tales of bossing say like quality stuff man no no i don't think it's as good as tales of bossing say because that's like a legendary episode like what am i talking about but i love the season uh, in comparison to, well, okay, I guess I'll start with uh, comparison to other shows. Voltron is way better than Ruby right now. Like I actually told this to somebody we don't, we don't, yesterday. Yeah, we don't know. To, we don't need to go line by line. Obviously, Voltron's better than Ruby, but like um, obviously, like it's just so much better. We and don't then, need to go show by show, but um, just uh, this is like a, a, a above average season compared to other shows you watch. You know, like stuff. I like mean, that. it's it's obvious. I mean, it's no Steven Universe. Obviously, I would say it's. I mean, this is solid. Like I've really enjoyed Voltron. Like especially in comparison to last season. Like this is like you know I asked things of Voltron from you know at the end of season one like i liked it I, they didn't impress me i just it was pretty uh they've impressed me i'm really happy with Voltron. i'm really i'm actually really excited for season three like you know i was like oh yes Voltron's coming back that's cool whatever and now i'm like this is so great i'm so happy because like they're they're delivering on everything i asked for us basically at, you know at the end of season one and uh, you know going you know you know if you go back to the podcast like basically it's like oh i had this checklist and they just checked everything off like I just I love this season and it's you know it's it's no Steven Universe it's way better than Ruby but like I mean I'd say it's like in the middle I'm definitely enjoying it I would say yeah. it's in my top three favorite shows right now comparison to season one oh well I I thought season two is like way better than season one like a hundred thousand percent interesting interesting okay um uh let's go Justin same question. Uh, season two, I thought was way better than season one. Season one, I agree with Delaney. Like, I liked it, but it, it felt kind of like, you know, it's here, it's whatever. I wasn't super hyped for season two. Honestly, coming into like last weekend, I was like, yeah, Voltron starts Friday, but I was like, but the new Power Rangers starts Saturday, and I was really excited. And then it, the premiere of the Power Rangers season was really crappy. It, honestly, it was just, it was crappy. And so to kind of get my mech fix here was really, really good. So compared to other mechs I'm watching, thank you for being my saving grace this past weekend, Voltron. You saved me from hating the entire genre. But compared to other animated shows I watch, 
I mean, it's great. It's not perfect. I would have to closely compare it to the other mech animated show I watched, Transformers Combiner Wars. I would say better, just because they have more time for development. And all in all, yeah, it was it's quality stuff, and I would highly recommend it to people. Okay. Uh, Jeff? So the only other show I really watch right now is Star Wars um, Rebels which is the successor to Star Wars Clone Wars. So I'm just going to sort of lump them together, even though they're, they are very different shows. But um, So I loved season two as a whole. I mean, well, and it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I love this all the time. But the quality of season of episode 13 really just put a bow over the whole thing so I can remember the whole thing really nicely. Um, and there were some boring parts, but some really awesome parts. Particularly, just it was the best-looking show I think I've ever seen. Um, and as compared to season one, I honestly can't remember season one very well. I think I'll remember season two much better. Yeah. So we'll see where we go. Only, interestingly, only six months ago, <laughs> season yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm going to heavily disagree with Delaney and Justin here. Um, You're so wrong, I think that's okay. Yeah, well, I'll clearly, yeah, I'm, I have rents to go on, so I'll defend my defend my work a lot. But um, yeah, I think season one was, um, it's not significantly better, but I thought it was clearly better for me than season two. Um, season two uh, it was very good television, clearly. I mean, Voltron's a good show. Uh, Animation-wise, at times it was um, transcendent. Like, I can't tell you enough how incredible Staying Alive is animated and Blackout at times and um, just a lot of other episodes. Like, clearly, that's the main draw to Voltron, I would say, is the fact that it has potentially the highest production values of any animated show in the history of the universe. Um, the only only things that I would entertain as being uh, as good animation would be Korra and uh, Kyoto animation shows in uh, Japan. Um, that's the only thing that I would entertain. But I, I think the show looks better than Hibiki Ophonium or like season two that I heard just now. So um like that's the main draw to the show. So going into season two, I was unenthused because um, I thought that season one um, like was, was uh, it was fun, but um, there's nothing defining about the series to me. There's a lot of flaws with its tropey narratives and with its character, my, with its kind of weak characterizations. And overall, I don't really think season two um, fixed any of that basically. Like, I think we're still in the same place. Um, I think that a lot of characters are better characterized, but other characters are worse characterized. So kind of just like we flipped characters that are good and bad. Overall, the characterization is the same. Overall, the episodes are still tropey. I actually think the fight scenes in the season were worse. Like, I think there are more and there are better ones in season one. Um, like, uh, there is better episodes in season one. I think that Return of the Gladiator and Collection and Extraction are better than any episode this season. Um, I'd entertain some other episodes as well. Um, not uh and i have a larger rent to go on with the show but uh i like overall i think it's good i think mostly this is just season one part two is what i would say um like i think clearly they're made very close to each other in production because they came out so so close together but um i hope that this is them not having had as much time to adjust basically to to um the faults of the show uh so yeah i don't know i'm I'm interested delaney what you saw the season that really moved the needle for you because i know you were unenthused with season one and like we were felt the same way like the show just doesn't have um you know i'll i have a i have a better um analysis about this to come but um there wasn't you know anything defining about it there's nothing uh super exciting it's like what did you latch on to the season that really provided that type of excitement for you 
Well, for me, it was like, you know, my big, my main issue with season one, like, was, was characterization, which you talked about, but I, I just disagree with you on that. Yes, I, they did some things with Alora that I was not pleased about. Granted, they were touching, they were dealing with a very touchy topic, and then they handled it okay. Like, I'm okay with the conclusion, we like, wh- where we ended with it. And we finally got some Allura doing things, which was awesome, which, like, in comparison to season one was, like, incredible improvement. Because Allura didn't, like, like, she talked more, but she didn't really do things. We actually had Allura, like going out and talking to people. Granted, she also, this Balmera revisit was not as good as, you know, obviously in the, the Balmera episode in season one was like incredible, like a Laura, like, you know, just saved everybody. It was amazing. But for me, like the, the characterization, like we had less Lance. I don't think his characterization slid. Like he just like hunk and actually, I think Hunk had more characterization this season than he did last season. Um, we've had some improvement there. Lance had Lance held steady. I mean, I will. I mean, I agree that like they did a lot more of like the girl stuff, but they just weren't focusing on Lance this season. Like they just they held him steady. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a, like a very significant slide backwards. But then what 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 it was for me was they took Keith from who literally was not a character. Like he was just this angry emo character. Like he just had hair. That was, that's all Keith was. He wore red and had hair. And then, and like, he kind of like, I they kind of pushed a little bit. They had a better relationship with his line in season one. They took Keith and they made him the most interesting, like, like, Pidge is my favorite. Allura, like Pidge and Allura, are my faves. But they make Keith the most interesting character of the show in one season, and I'm astounded. Like they gave him a really interesting plot line, and it was like fascinating the way they built up to it. Like the whole like Blade. Also, I'm just I love the Blade of Marmora. Like that's just so neat to me. That whole the, that episode was incredible. And for me, that's what they took this character who was nothing. Like he wasn't anything. Like he just had hair, and they just shoved. They made him the most interesting character. And I do think the rest of the, like, you know, we had, you know, awesome stuff with Pidge. Like, the Pidge stuff, like, just was phenomenal this season. Yeah. Let's, and, let's, let's, let's focus in on Keith. Yeah, I think that's a good a good direction to take this. So, I Keith, clearly the MVP in terms of the characters. Like, um, most improved. Zero to hero, like, like, like actually. Yeah, but I disagree he's the hero. He's, he goes to hero. He's clearly zero, zero to hero. Season. Yeah. Zero to Shira, long. Nice. Um, yeah, so I think uh, Keith, terrible character season one. Um, I think he was fine this season. I didn't think that he was great. I don't know. I, what am I missing? Like, I, I thought he was like decently characterized. Um, nothing transcended for me with him. Well, I mean, he's. I mean, his personality isn't amazing, but they like they actually like they just did stuff with him. Like that's why I'm just. I wasn't. They did. They did. They did things. I don't know if they were incredible things. Well, I mean, just because you don't care about it doesn't mean it's not interesting. Like he, like they just they did like they did incredible work with Keith. I thought like they went from nothing to uh, he is the he's he is now. They well, like what about what about him is the yeah because um what about him is that makes him the best character. Well, I mean, they've just, they put him center stage is what I'm saying. Like, I'm not like. He definitely had the most focus, but like in terms of like his characterization, what stood out? Well, he is the like, I mean, I mean, the Gulra thing, we've given him a struggle that's like interesting. Like he doesn't like, obviously, you know, it's not unique. You know, he doesn't know who his family is. Okay, whatever. We've seen that like nine million times. But like the way they played it, especially, and then like the like again, it's the Blade of Marmora. Everything in that episode, like that's just the way that it's the way it's executed, the way it's animated, like just all of that. It was just interesting to watch. I actually cared about it. That was the thing. Like going into the season, I was like, I actually don't care about anyone but Pidge and Allura. And I'm like, Keith's actually kind of interesting and neat. I want to know what happens. Like, I actually want to know about his backstory. I don't actually care about Lance's backstory or Hunk's backstory, but like, I actually want to know what, like, where does Keith come from? And obviously his, like, we're going this way with Keith that 
his backstory is intricately involved with everything that's going on in this new universe that we're dealing with in Voltron. It's so neat. Like, it's just fascinating, especially since we know, like, 0% about the Galra, other than, like, they're bad and they destroy planets. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely think the, uh, like, half-alien thing is is interesting, and I think that has a lot of potential. Um, I don't know if they did a lot with it. Uh, personally, I disagree on the Blade of Mamora a lot. Like, I think that episode was um, probably in my bottom half, but regardless of the episode, I just think the organization did nothing this season. Um, so I don't think that was a really good plot line. But let's stick with Keith because then we don't need to get into Blade of Mamora. Let's open this up, uh, Justin. It doesn't need to be a debate, but like, what's your uh, what's your um, overall takeaway with Keith this season? I really like the storyline. I thought they did a lot with it. I think there's still a lot they're going to do and can do, but. Again, I think we needed somebody for Keith. I think he really needed some defining story moments, and I think he got it. I don't think maybe someone like Hunk or Lance has gotten to like those apex moments yet, but they've had their they had plot lines in season one. They did more then. So giving Keith more spotlight this season felt fine. I didn't have an issue with it. Cool. Uh, Jeff, what's your take on Keith? So it's all about consequences for me. And that was something I really liked about season one was we, it wasn't the reset button every time. Like we went back to plants we've already seen. We helped people we've already met. So what are the consequences for Keith's being Galrin or part of Galrin? Um, well, Allura hated him and he is inducted into the Blade of, Mam- of Mamora. Um, and that's about it so far. And he also doesn't know who his parents are. So... Now, Allura doesn't hate him anymore, and it's unclear whether we'll be getting into the Blade of Mamora in Season 3. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure we will. I hope we will. Um, but it just remains to be seen how they address all these and how they bring up new consequences for him being Galrin. Like, they really need to push it, I think. Yeah, that's a good take. Um, I think clearly there's a plot line with a lot of potential, like you're saying. Um I, I like. I think Keith was well characterized this season. I I think he's probably the best character this season, and going from worst to best is great. Um, just for me, none of these characters are like uh, very. Uh, these characters, some of these characters are good. I would say none of them. No character on the show for me is very good, including Keith, including everyone. So that's kind of my take. But um, so I think Keith Keith's kind of a um, a main highlight here. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to go. But I here's something. Here's a good uh, topic. So I want, what's your what what stands out to you this season? What's your favorite thing this season? A thing that happened? A character? Um, an event? What looking back? And we're we're pretty recent on these these last few episodes. But like, what is maybe what's like your favorite thing from this season? Um, who has who has something that comes to mind and wants to me, start? Me, okay, me, Justin. Hi. Um, yep, when the mermaid. Yep. Uh, goes into the Baku in the depths. Like, that was... Terrifying. Yeah, like, that That really kind of, to me, hinted at the tone of this season being a lot darker than season one, and for the most part, it was. It was definitely... The stakes were higher, and I think that moment was, A, chilling on its own. Like, that scene was just horrifying. And then, yeah, it was... Just, it, was it gave an indication of what was to come. Cool. You have one, Delaney? Yes. Is it Keith? Is it Keith? No. Um, my favorite, like, it's, cause I didn't, I didn't talk about it as much as, like, I would have liked, like, cause I wanted to express, like, again, Laura, I love her. And we had, like, the most incredible Allura moment, like, ever. Like, I think this is, like, better than the Balmera, even though that was, like, really awesome in season one. But, like, that whole, like, she has all, like, the, she absorbs the dark quintessence and, like, the look on her face. And then, like, the oh crap moment on, like, look on 
um, Hagar's face, and like you find yeah. out she's all tan, and like that entire interaction right there, and then like she's like tearing up the ship and stuff. Like it was just awesome. Like I just was like, oh Laura, oh my god! Like it was just so great. Like I just really love that. And in general, Alora taking charge. Like and also we had Alora alone moments, which we were really lacking in season one. So that's really that was also like stuff that was really important to me. It was and I was a little. The one reason staying alive isn't in my top is because. I got irritated because I was like, oh, it's an episode with Alora by herself. I've been waiting for this for so long. I'm so yeah, excited. But no, it, was the first, it was only five minutes. Yeah, yeah. and I was really irritated. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, I, it's gorgeous. I agree with you. And they also had my favorite thing when we have the lions not in Voltron and they're doing interesting fighting. I love that. Like when they were like, we have to go back. Like we, we have two people in the line. We'll cover you. Like that was so great. I was like, yes, I want more of this. And, but then I was also, I was still irritated though, because it wasn't just an Alora only episode. I didn't even watch Lost, but uh, when you said we have to go back, that was like yeah, okay, that's, <laughs> okay yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't even watch. <laughs> I didn't even watch back. that that's show. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Je- yeah. I agree though. The uh, that's the scene of the season for me is that uh, the Allura uh, Hagar scene. Um, Jeff, what what do you, what uh, your favorite thing? This so season? there's, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of a grab bag. So um, Shiro's psychic smackdown with yeah. uh, Zarkon was up there. I love that. Just the the. The look of this, this whole dreamscape, really great. Um, uh, Hunk in the kitchen, love that. Love that that happened. And uh, all the great plot that just came out of this season, episode 13, gotta say. So, um, Hagar cool. being Altean and such. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll go. Um, I was I was either gonna go that scene that Delaney talked about. I'll go Hagar as a character. Um, okay. This is a this is a late bloomer for me. Um, you love did Hagar, not, like bro, you're just like all about her. Yeah, no, did not care about Hagar season one. Now she, I think she's actually my favorite character. Um, just that that Altan reveal is like icing on the cake towards uh, the great stuff they've been doing with her. Um, I it's it's not like she's like a good. It's not like she's like a good character. She it's not like really you want to hold much. her, like hang out with her or anything. Well, it's, she, I mean, I don't care about I her would. Like, being a fave or anything. Like, <laughs> okay, Justin. No, you wouldn't. You'd be afraid. You'd, you'd, I would you'd, be afraid, but like the good kind of afraid where I okay. like try to. Okay, hang stand out up. With her. Stand, we're done. No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah, I thought I thought Hagar was just really well handled as a villain at the end of the season, and I just really want to break out for her. Like, really, really need something big to happen. But uh, that Altan reveal, love that. Love Hagar as a character. Can I have a bonus one real quick? Okay. Okay. Now, it's just really dumb, but it's I can relate to it so much. Was Pidge buying that video game? I was like, this is me trying to find a mini NES. Like, I, was like, like, I relate to Pidge. And also, like, Pidge doing that was just just so great. I just love Pidge. Everything Pidge did this season also is a highlight always. Like, when Pidge speaks, I'm just like, yes, thank you, child. Just, you're my fave. Everything Pidge says, I'm just like, me, I love you. Like, you're so great. But like the video yeah. game was just ridiculous, and also like my definitely my favorite part of Space Mall, just it's good stuff. Oh, where's the cow? Yeah, where is the cow? Like, <laughs> yeah. stay, the cow's cow in the stay. pool. Yeah, like, okay. I saw on Tumblr because people kept making posts. Like, I knew there yeah. was a cow. Everyone keep posting about the cow. Like, I yeah. didn't understand what, and they were just like, "Did they eat the cow?" And like, I was like, "What?" No, 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 no. Just no, exactly. I don't think yeah. they ate the cow. That's not okay. Also, when they rode the cow, that was also like a qual. Like, oh, okay, another quality moment. They're like art. They're like it's just so stupid. Like it was just so great. They they're on the cow and they like ramp off of it, and there's like that moment where they're like staring at like 
was it Varkon, whatever his stupid name was? And they're like, How did you remember that? <laughs> how that was yeah. animated was hilarious. Like, just like the, like how it was in slow motion. They see Koran, like that entire scene was just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want, I need to give a rant, but let's transition to that. Uh, quickly, we can wrap up our leads for this season. Let's talk the six characters. I would say, and so I'm going to say my take on the six characters. Delaney, you can agree or disagree after. So, um, I think Keith was, uh, much better this season. Obviously, that's the easy one. And he was, he was good. Um, I think that Pidge was much better this season. Uh, I think that, uh, they clearly, ad- it, with Keith, the thing is, like, with Keith and Pidge, they, like, clearly identified a flaw in the show. Like, Keith had no characterization, and then Pidge was, um, not sympathetic because she just kept talking about her family, and they changed that to the technology aspect with her, and I, that really was really successful. Um, so I thought those two characters were great. Um, I thought Allura, uh, overall was really bad this season. Um, it's like, it's hard to say that when she had such a spectacular last episode, but if you, if you can, if you can take away episode 13, she did nothing all season. Um, she like went from, um, last season, she went from like building up towards her going on missions and collection extraction and like going and doing awesome stuff. And then she's for most of the season, she's just, you know, in the ship and doing nothing. So that's what I'd say about Allura. Um, Lance had one really good episode, Escape from Beta Traz. And other than that, he was invisible. Um, I agree his characterization didn't like drop as in like it's bad, but, uh, disappearing is, um, they didn't do, they didn't advance him. They didn't advance the relationships in particular. Keith, uh, his, he had a, the strongest, uh, dynamic in season one was him and Lance and that completely went away. Um, very irritating, uh, that that's what they build up the most and then they just ignored it. Um, Hunk, I think was, I, I disagree. I think Hunk was strongly, more strongly characterized last season. He had one big episode with the, uh, the, uh, belly of the Weblum. Other than that, I didn't get much from Hunk this season. Again, he didn't like get bad, but he didn't really go anywhere. And, uh, Shiro, um, I think about the same as last season. I think he was fine, but I've never thought Shiro was like a great character. Shiro's too, uh, his, his, his stuff this season was too, uh, connected to the plot. He didn't have a lot of individual moments. Um, and he's too serious, I think. Like, I think he needs, um, different, um, different, uh, moments, different types of moments in the show. Um, reactions to any of this? Well, I would say, like, I think, I, I mean, I really disagree with what you said about Hunk in that, like, Hunk's, I think Hunk was, he was more nuanced this season, which is what I really liked about him. They were really, like, there were also, there were just also more Hunk moments. Like, it wasn't just Hunk saying dumb things or throwing yeah, Hunk up. Yeah, Hunk was less obvious comic relief this season. I agree. And, like, yeah. I just think he was more nuanced and just, we did a lot of, like, he had, he, he had more, I, I just, I was really liking Hunk this season. Like, I didn't like him at all in season one. Like, he was just like, okay, they've done nothing with you. I mean, again, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot less Lance, I agree. But the thing was, like, they focused on Lance so much in season one. And uh, granted, this is also the show's fault. They focused on Lance and, like, the Lance and Keith dynamic without focusing on Keith at all. And then kind of just, like, for, 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 the show hasn't found its footing yet. And, like, I mean, I agree, like, Lance wasn't, like, he wasn't there, but, like, I also wasn't bothered that Lance wasn't in the center of everything, because, frankly, his character is annoying, <laughs> but, like, I mean, again, he was really, I really liked Beta Traz, like, him talking to the upper was great, because, like, that's perfect for him, he's obnoxious. I mean, I, I agree, Keith and, obviously, Keith and Pitch are the standouts, like, duh. I, I I am ups- I am not happy with Alora like how Alora was characterized this season. It's very irritating. I ha- was very annoyed by the con like the, mi- the mice. Like I'm just so tired of the mice. Like, yeah, that's an, yeah. I didn't even mention the mice. It's yeah, so yeah. irritating. Yeah, but I do I think, think I- Hunk was more nuanced. I understand the frustration with Lance, but it's also hard for me to like 
like Lance has such a personality that it's like even when he's not doing anything, it's like I'm fine with him just talking and being ridiculous because like his personality is so big that it's like he can kind of stay where he is right now. Like obviously we should do more in season three, but like I don't think it's as big of an issue. I do agree with like where's the Clance, yo? Where's my arm leg? But yeah, I hope that um, makes sense. I think I think Lance also is a character with an obvious flaw last season, which was yeah. that he was too obnoxious with the uh, "where do girls at" type thing. Yes, um, and they didn't fix that. So no. I think that's you know. So that's um, and I mean that's gonna be an a- issue with the show. It. I mean the, again, the show is like super heteronormative, so that's just something we have to like. I mean, sure, but um, it's like an excuse. I think. I think like I think like are they, well, I mean, they not, two, I'm they, not saying it, that's just that's the show. They, in general. Well, I'm talking about Lance's characterization. They had two characters that they like identified flaws in and fixed, and Lance was not one of them. Um, but Lance is a character that kind of shined through last season despite a flaw because he had a lot else going for him. Um, this season, with less focus, I think it's less able to shine through the, that significant uh, flaw, is what I'd say. Um, uh, Justin, any strong reactions to any of the character discussion? Dude, I just watched this show because I like watching giant robots beating people yeah, yeah, up, yeah. man. Yeah, that, that's accurate. Uh, Jeff, any, <laughs> any reaction? Um, I'm not super... I mean, yeah, I wasn't super impressed with, like... As a whole, everyone's character development. Um, I mean, but I don't have any strong opinions on it. So sure. we'll see what yeah. season three brings. Okay. Um, we're running long here. Time for me to go on my rant here. So um, my purpose of this is not to like disagree with you, Delaney. My purpose of this is like very pre-planned rant. Um, I like we're very positive about Voltron. And I think it's important to like put like uh, state a context surrounding it. And um, I just giving it its chance, giving it its chance season two. I mean, I'm probably going um, to agree with some of the things you're going to rant about. Yeah, so I mean, sure. Good. Yeah. Can I sleep so, and listen to the rant later? Um, If you want to. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Bye. Um. <laughs> It is getting late, and we're like, this is our longest podcast uh, recently by a lot. But um, we got too much to talk about with Voltron. So um, I, here, let's start with my checklist going into season two of Voltron, my wish list. Um, so I've uh, posted this. There's Not all five of these are, like, important, um, but they're just things that I'm thinking, like, uh, this could be something that um, the show could address now. So the most important thing, which is the main focus of this rant, is... Um, I said, the show show needs to find a better sense of fun or engagement. Season one was technically excellent and had a decent narrative, but I never connected too much with it because it never really drew me in. I need a better connection to the world and the characters. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll set that aside for a moment. And basically the answer is no, they didn't improve that. Um, random other things on my checklist. A new fem- major female character. Or two. Ab- absolutely not. Zero, uh, not, zero non-Allura uh, Pidge and... Um, and uh, uh, Hagar characters who recurred more than one episode. So I guess you could say the, uh, the episode four leader came back, but barely. Um, we didn't even get to Belly of the Weblum, that mysterious. Yeah, yeah, the form. guy. Yeah, the the we speculated that the Belly of the Weblum uh, person was female, and nope, no, no, uh, no mention of the this. Uh, yeah. Um, Three, better characterization work in general, especially Keith, who need, desperately needs good characterization. Okay, definitely got there with Keith, but I don't think it was better character work in general. Um, a more complex, interesting narrative. I would say no, they didn't really do that. Um, yeah, they did. Uh, I, I think it was more interesting. I mean, that's subjective, sure. I didn't find it more interesting. They went I, from I, Galra are bad to most Galra are bad, which sure, is more complicated. <laughs> I thought you were going to bed. Where, where I'm, you're still I'm here. like laying here in my arm. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to hang up, but sure. No, um, no, no. So, I mean, sure. Certain aspects of the show got more nuanced, but I'm talking about like the narrative as a whole. Like, I don't think they broke out of their uh, tropey episode archetype, tropey episode archetype mold. Like, you I don't want to. 
Yeah, well, I think that's a good, I think that's, well, Justin is making increasingly, um, short comments, but, um, I think it's a valid point. Like, I think maybe it's not clear whether they want to transcend that Troby mold or not. Um, I want them to. I think um, they pushed it. I mean, I do think with the overall arc, they're pushing it like the tiniest of bits. Like, I was like, this isn't as irritating bit, yeah. as it was in season yeah. one. Cause season one was like, I know this trope, this trope. Like, I'm watching Rick and Morty, but I'm like bored. Yeah, no, I agree with that. There's there's less obvious, like, oh, I know this episode type things, yeah. Um, and then last one was, the show needs to do something concretely progressive, especially nope. in LGBT terms. This could actually, this could be actually exploring a Keith Lanthor romance, which I think they might actually do. Nope. Um, but more important than any specific ship is having some sort of representation. Uh, absolutely not. They didn't do anything like that. So, um... I'm still waiting, like, they don't even, they never refer to Pidge, like... By any sort of like gender and i'm still very confused like are you going to do something with that or what yeah, no we we talked about how the there's this brief bathroom scene in space mall and whether that yeah. was an indication they would do anything so far justin's right and they have not done it yeah that, it's just so. really irritating we'll like that's like, okay i'm very frustrated about that in particular yeah so the main thing i want to focus on here that was just the beginning of the rant is um oh, no. <laughs> is uh is this uh sense of fun and engagement um i don't really know how to uh explain this in better it's how to like concretely word it i you could also call like like what's the show's heart um like is what's the show's soul um something like that like so i want to illustrate this by comparing the show to miraculous ladybug um which won't land for jeff but justin delaney can understand but mm-hmm. um miraculous ladybug is a show that should be much worse than the show um it is not as technically sound it's it was only at one season um it has a much more simplistic concept it's not going for as broad narratives uh but miraculous ladybug is a show that i feel like i connect a lot more to in term and i have a lot more fun with um i think miraculous ladybug is as a show that has um a thing and and uh and hammers at that thing and as characters that uh they hammer at the characterization for so miraculous ladybug's thing is it has um the two leads that are also superheroes and they don't know who uh, the uh, the other one's superhero persona is and they like each other in different forms of them being superheroes and humans. And that's its thing and it's fun and they keep doing it and um, it's really fun. Um, they also have c- constantly focus on Marinette and Adrian's characterization and um, like I, I think it leads to a show that um, really just has like such heart like it's it has these characters that are so engaging it has um, this premise that's uh, it, it, you can lock onto so much and I also even think it's setting Paris is, is has a heart of the show too like that's something that they constantly hit on um, so my big question is like what is Voltron's soul like what is what can you point to that is is uh, do you what do you latch on to about this show that connects you to it. For me, I think it's nothing. Like, I think it might be like the general, uh, sci-fi elements, I guess. Um, but for me, the show has no defining element. What is Voltron? I don't understand. Um, it's, it's, I don't think there's anything here, uh, that makes you really want to watch it narratively or character wise. I also think that Marinette and Adrian are significantly better characters than anyone we have in Voltron. Um, I think that, like, I don't really care about any of these people. I don't really care about this world. I don't really care about their cause. Um, it's not to say I don't enjoy the show. I do. I just think the biggest flaw with Voltron right now is that it doesn't have a thing, is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm going to poke at Justin a little bit. Like, okay. not not in particular at Justin, but what I'm going to say is going to make you, like, growl at me. That's fine. Um, the problem, okay, so Voltron, they took this 80s, like, mech fight show, and, like, 
like the most like what irritates me the most about the show is like we have to like we did the full scale animation twice. They should have just done it in the finale. That was stupid. Anyway, like it's just that's that's the problem with Voltron. Like it's like they're sticking too much of the source material. They're taking this, you know, it looks really cool. It's super cool. It's a giant fighting robot. That's awesome. But the problem is like they're not doing anything with it. It's just the giant robot and I'm all, I only like Pigeon Alert. That's it. Like and Keith held me a little bit this season. I was diff- like I was intrigued. Like I'm shocked that I actually kind of care almost. I I am going to watch for Pidge. That's really it. Like mainly Pidge. Do, do you do you agree with me that like Marinette's a much better character than either Pidge or Alert or anyone on the show? I mean, it's hard, like, I mean, I do think, like, I just, like, it's hard for me to separate the fact that, like, Ladybug bores me, like, a lot, because, like, it's just so formulaic, and it's very childish. I do love Marinette a lot. I disagree a little bit about Adrian's characterization. Cat Noir has a little bit more, but, um... So, yeah, trying to merge them, yeah. Right. Um, but, like, I mean, maybe it's hard, like, it's hard, for, it's hard for me to separate, like, I love Marinette, but I also really like Pidge, but Pidge is the kind of character type that I really like. So, we'll have, like, I don't know, but... Do you like agree with maybe. me though? Like, what's what's the show's thing? It doesn't like, have that's a, my the, question. Its thing is, it's a giant in? fighting robot, and it's not interesting. That's the thing. Can I jump Justin. in? Yeah, yes, Justin. So yes, my sleepy, thing yes, is, sleepy Justin. The the creators of this show, if I'm looking at this correctly, they really like Go Lion, and they want to do justice to that original series. Yeah, if you look I at the original Voltron, the, it was the Drool Empire. I mean, there's so much that was just dumbed down from Go Lion, and I think that their goal is to create a better, the best Voltron that there can be. They're not trying to recreate the magic of Korra. They're not trying to make the next Korra. They're trying to make the best iteration of Voltron they can. And Voltron at its core has always been and will always be about a giant, about five lion bots that come together to form one super robot. And it's not everyone's cup of tea. I think because of the creative force behind this, it got attention it wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, no one here watched the 2011 reboot of Voltron because it wasn't made by the people who made Korra. Yeah. But because of the creative team, so many more people noticed and they're like, wait a minute, this is still Voltron. And I mean, it's, it is it is what it's always advertised itself to be, Voltron. It's sticking with a brand that's 30 years old. I would like it to maybe do some more stuff, but at its heart, it's staying true to what it is. And I can kind of applaud it for that. It may not be what you like, but for someone who likes cheesy eighties mech anime, I mean, it's what I've always wanted in a good Voltron show. I do definitely agree that the creators, one of their main motivation is to uh, do justice to go line. I've definitely gotten that read too. Um, Personally, I don't. I, my 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 question here. I don't really care like what the cause of the soullessness is. I like you know like that. You kind of identify the cause. Like that's not really my concern here. You, but you're also identifying a soul, which is the they form a giant robot. Which I think exactly. if any if if anything is the show's thing, it is that. That being said, that happened like twice this season. I mean, more like three or four times. Um, like I I I disagree. I think this show is trying to be more than that. Like I, I mean, Tim we can compare it Tim- to. Powerpuff Girls, like, I know everyone's gonna scream, like, ooh, but, like, you know, the new Powerpuff Girls, despite, you know, like, you know, how, I mean, Dylan and I think, like, it's a lot better than the old Powerpuff Girls, because they're actually doing interesting things with the characters. That's, I mean, it would be really great if that's what Voltron was trying to do. What's what's the new Powerpuff Girls thing? It's their intense, st- typical, stereotypical characterization of the three leads that they hammer over and over and over, and they do in d- different things that are cute for each of their characters. Like, that show has That show has a thing. Um, it, like, if this show's thing is 
is giant robots forming. See, I don't I don't agree that this show is just trying to be a new Voltron. Like, I think Tim Hedrick is clearly just trying to write. He's uh, not trying to write that. Like, I think he's um, he's uh, it's it's kind of like a mix of a uh, of like a Doctor Who um, and an action show and some sort of a Coral like show. Like there's a lot of elements going on here. This this season was largely a planet exploration season. Um, like the you have new new worlds every time. It's like a travel show, kind of like Avatar to a certain extent. Honestly, it reminds um, me more of Robotech than Voltron. But I mean, those shows are so similar that it, it feels I, like they're trying to make the best of every '80s anime into one. Yeah, I, I think that. Um, I think there's there's a lack. Uh, trying to go on here i don't know uh jeff do you have uh, a take on any of this do you have a take on what voltron's thing is not really honestly uh, i just watch it for the cool animation <laughs> well that, okay yeah right so that is why do i watch the show primarily i think it's be the production values and the fact that it's made by the core crew um but I, I think that's the show's thing is the animation it's just pretty um, like which is a really bad thing to have like th- over like it's a good enough like this show is well animated enough that i will always watch every episode of it that it comes out with like i like as a, just a fan of animation like this is it like this is like how good animation is right now um but just in terms of like having a successful show um like critically like that should not be your thing you should have a uh, a uh, narrative thing to latch on to um, and I also think giant robots is not a good thing either, but I guess that's my personal preference. Like Justin said, um, like, I think, I think the show needs to have a narrative thing. Um, like maybe planet or exploration, maybe this is a planet exploration show at times. It's well, been that. We're, we're, I mean, we're testing a little bit with the coalition thing. Like we're like, we're going to build a giant army. We're going to like, right, it, I, it's kind of like Star Trek in that, like, so Star Trek's like, we explore, but we don't mess with things, but this is more like the diplomatic side. Like, it's like. We're going to like explore. We're going to go to different planets and be like, "Yo, we're going to help you out," and then like we're going to be buddies. Perhaps. I think I think this this show could be going into like the um, rebellion type. That could be its thing, like a Star Wars rebellion. Like, um, are we fighting back? Like, is is the, are we? What's the purpose? Are we fighting back? Are we like fighting Zarkon's not really a thing. Like, are we rebelling against a giant empire? Are we exploring planets? Like, are we just like a goofy teen comedy? Like, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the show's doing. I don't even know what it wants to be. To be honest. And I don't, I don't, and like, yeah, it wants to be fighting robots, but I guess we'll see. I honestly, I just overall, like, I think season two is just season one, part two. Like, I don't think they had, they hadn't, they didn't really have enough time to react to anything. This came out very soon after season one. Um, and, um, I don't think this is like a good representation of where the show might go. I think it could do different things. Um, all of that being said, so thus concludes the rant. Um, all of that being said, I am very encouraged by some of the plot things they're presenting at the end of the season. I think we could really go in some interesting directions. None of it, none of it seems needle shifting to me. Let's let me just say that. Like none of none of the they presented in the finale makes me think that they're breaking out of this um, lack of a distinct uh, element of the show mold. Um, but at least it's kind of some interesting things that I'm looking forward to seeing how they play out. Okay. There you go. Last comments. <laughs> Let's wrap up Voltron as a whole. Um, final eulogizing season two of Voltron, Delaney. I like in comparison to how I feel at the end of season one. I am more hopeful about the show. I am, you know, I, okay. I, I will say I misspoke earlier when I said that all of my checklists were met. They were not. There's no gay, which is highly irritating. I need to know what's going on with Pitch. Like, are we doing something? Are we not? Like, I need to know. And, I mean, and I'm sorry, like, you know, some people might not agree with this, but, like, and, I mean, 
you're on Netflix. There's nothing really stopping you other than you. And that's just not okay right now. Like, you know, especially with the shows that are on Netflix, you like, I, there's, we need representation on this show and we need more women. And it's really irritating that we have like, like there's like three, um, like, you know, if, you know, potentially pitch, like, again, don't know what's going on with pitch. Like, you know, technically three women and like, the, uh, aside from like the, Bal- you know, there's like Balmerian, we see them, but like, you know, main characters, there's like three women, like, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly there's no restrictions on what we're doing on Netflix. Like I don't buy it. No, don't buy it all. You know, that that's that's so, what's so, really frustrating. It's like, yeah. we're on Netflix. Like what's stopping you, bro? Yeah. No, no more female characters is such a valid thing. The no gay thing is, um, there's just no romance on the show. Um, they kind of hinted at a which uh, no romance is fine like i'm fine if there's no romance yeah. that's a fine but if we're gonna yeah. go suddenly like there's hetero everywhere like i'm gonna be like i'm yeah. irritated now yeah you don't need romance to have uh, gay representation characters exactly. have feelings you can, you can just can be feelings. gay like it's fine like yeah. i'm gay that being like, said i don't maybe yeah. they meet an alien the alien's like i'm gay and it's like cool yeah. good nice I don't, I don't know if any of our main characters like like anyone though so it's a little bit hard to fit it in but um <laughs> Yeah, if if any show can use the excuse this show just doesn't have romance and or any feelings, it's like this show. Like there's just no feelings on the show. Um, yeah, uh, season two wishlist don't do or season three wishlist don't do uh, Keith and Laura. Um, there you go. Yes. Um, uh, Justin, what's your eulogy if you're still awake for uh, Voltron season two? I'm I, I'm ready for the uh, I'm ready season for two. the next season of. Super Sentai in Japan because Power Rangers let me down. Voltron is good. Q Ranger, don't let me down. I need my mechs. There's nine of them, Dylan. Nine Rangers. What? I I don't know if what you said making it. He's talking about Power Rangers. Just move on. Japan Power Rangers. Uh, Jeff, what's your what's your uh, final thoughts on the season as a whole? My final thoughts on the season is ooh, pretty and oh my god, that's so cool. Those two. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I, I heavily agree with that. I think Jeff and I are on the same page this season. Like, yeah, that's also, those are also my final thoughts, to be honest. Um, like, it's really pretty, and it was, like, really cool. Seriously, though, Staying Alive might be the best animated episode of television ever. Like, <laughs> that's, it's a season that I said that about. That's insane. Like, um, that's enough on, that is enough on its own to validate the show. That's what I said. Like, I will watch the show as long as this good animation forever. Like, I don't care. Even if it was much worse than it was narratively, I still watch it. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm encouraged by, by some, some elements here, but, um, that being said, like I, they haven't had time to react, so I'm interested to see if season three was made after uh, season one aired, um, and if so, if that might affect anything. So I'm, we'll see what happens with that. Okay, thus wraps our Voltron Legendary Defender season two coverage uh, with a 90 minute podcast. Um, rem- uh yeah, uh, much like uh, the sh- the show the crew worked on before this. Uh, long podcast like we used to do. Oh, good but, times. Good times. Uh, three hour good podcasts. Times, yeah, yeah let us know any comments you had here. Um, as of now, this will be our last uh, podcast on season two of Voltron Legend Defender. Um, that being said, if the, if there's a lot of comments or if there's significant interest in terms of view counts and stuff like that, then we can get together for a mailbag. Um, that wouldn't be for at least a few weeks, but um, 
if let it, let me know if you're interested in that. Um, as of now, the you know people need time to listen to these podcasts. They don't do great immediately because you know th- that's the problem with the Netflix release model. There's not a clamoring for uh, narrative and uh, analysis content like right away. But um, yeah, so let us know comments on any of it. Um, do you would you like? What do you think of the finale? That's what we originally started out discussing. What did you think of the season as a whole? Um, I'm interested if season two or one is better as the consensus. Um, I don't know because I haven't looked at the fandom reaction at all. So I've been off the Tumblr be... because, like, because spoilers, spoilers, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, really wish Netflix would just like just put them like one episode per day. Like it can get out real fast, but it can still have this communal watching experience. Yeah, that's the big thing you lose with with uh, with the season dump. Yeah. Um, and we tried to replicate it here with this podcast structure. And I think we did, uh, all things considered, like the best job we probably could have I mean, done. I mean, better than when we did season one, and I kind of wanted to cry, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is clearly a better structure. We did, like, these podcasts end up being, like, 40 minutes to an hour. Like, um, it's there's a lot to talk about, and it's better if you go two at a time. Or, um, There's an argument for even one at a time for season three, to be honest, but. That'd be, it is interesting. Anyway, we, we got them all in a week and that's good. And um, yeah. So thank you guys who stick with all of our coverage here. If you listen to all of the Voltron podcasts or at least to the end of this one, what hashtag should you use? Hashtag said Justin Caffeine. That's, no, that doesn't relate to anything we discussed. I in almost this fell asleep twice. Uh, congrats wow. for staying up. Um, I'm a sleepy I don't know, college what, boy. I need my rest. What did hashtag we discuss? Team steak. That was no. That was one of the hashtags from the previous. Hashtag pretty colors. Yeah, like hashtag where's the cow or something. You know, pretty colors. colors, Yeah, pretty colors. Okay, so um, hashtag hashtag Kalura. Hashtag cool in like caps. Kalura. Kalura. Kalura? (laughs) That's good. Ethan Kalura. No. (laughs) Why? Why are we encouraging this? (laughs) This. Why are we encouraging this debauch? Or just hashtag blackout Um, because we're all like this episode was great. Yeah, hashtag black. So let us know if you made it to the end. Let us know what you thought of the coverage. Um, thank you very much to you three for um, all your work on this coverage. is It was great. I think we did a great job with this. Um, and uh, you three being you three, not the audience, not the three people that are the three still listening, because that's because that's all that's left. Oh, yeah, just it's let like, them think that. Yeah, no, it's it's Andy and like Steve, and I can identify by name who's still listening. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, and I'm not sure if it's any beyond those two. Let me know if you're not Andy and also yeah. But there you go. So hashtag, thank you. hashtag not Andy or Steve. Yeah, there you go. That's there you who go. Did. Um, and uh, some other people are commenting though. So some of our uh, commenters. So uh, overlyanimated.com, of course. Uh, yeah, if you if listen to the end of our 90 minute podcast, you might be a good candidate for becoming a patron. <laughs> you can uh, check that out at patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you very much to all of our patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, John, aka Garfield. Um, thank you, uh, John, for your support as always, Garfield. Um, and uh, we check out all the benefits of becoming a patron at patreon.com slash overly animated. Last thoughts. I finally uh, just- went on Tom. Sorry, go, Delaney. I'm just gonna say just in your week because we used to podcast starting at like midnight. Just so you know. Well, yeah, like, I will get yeah. there, Delaney. I was not prepared for this. Next time, I will be prepared. And if you want to go three hours, I'm gonna do Danny Phantom soon. So get hype. We'll go three hours and do all of Danny Phantom. So nah. Well, we yeah. we got to do like all of Clone Wars first. Dude, don't even. <laughs> My final thoughts. I finally went on Tumblr now that I wouldn't get Voltron spoilers. I forgot I wasn't caught up on how to get away with murder. Aww. 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 So that's the moral of Tumblr. Yep. yep. They'll just spoil you. The Delaney, moral final of thoughts. Is, 
Yeah. Did you already give final thoughts, or I don't even remember? Well, I was just calling. I was just calling Justin out, but I will say I did enjoy season two for all the flaws. It was oh, we already did. We already did this. <laughs> just saying, We're, it was good. Yeah, yeah. You Delaney very pro season two. I'm also pro season two overall. I just think season was better. So, um, and yeah, interested to see where where we go with. That. I have like I seriously haven't seen any of the interaction because avoiding it. Also avoiding any shipping because I'm just so done with any Allura ships. So. How so Dylan, now? Final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts are thank you very much for listening guys and we will see you next time bye bye, bye.